podcast that teaches you how to have a higher quality sex life, where I share cutting edge research in neuroscience and psychology, relatable stories, and practical mindfulness-based skills so that you can maximize your pleasure potential and unlock more awareness and energy in every area of your life. I am master life coach and mindfulness expert, Danielle Savory, and I am thrilled to be on this journey with you. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 11. I can't believe it. I'm over 10. I feel like that's like a big milestone, you know, and it's so much different now how I feel like I'm approaching this podcast. Like I was putting a lot of pressure on myself at the beginning, and now I'm just like, this is really fun. Like this is my favorite topic to talk about. And the fact that it's actually helping people and they're resonating with it or they're getting something out of it. And that's always my intention. Number one, to have pleasure. Duh, obviously. So I keep asking myself, like, how can I find more pleasure in this podcast? How can I make it fun? And just taking that pressure off and just showing up and having a great time. And I love just to picture hanging out with you, like in your car, because I know a lot of you listen to this while you're commuting. So just hanging out with you in your car and being like, let's talk about sex. So fun, right? Um, Speaking of, I'm a little bit out of breath right now. I was just dancing because that's what I like to do right before I get on this podcast is like pick a song and sing and dance and get in my body. Um, So I need to catch my breath. Okay. (laughs) Back to this episode. I'm super stoked. I hope you guys liked last week. First interview. I have a lot of other amazing interviews lined up, and I'm going to just be intermixing these interview formats and also this just me hanging out and chatting with you type of podcast. So, today's episode, do not disturb like those little notes that we put on our hotel rooms. And I want to talk about vacation sex because. There's so many of us that just will have sex on vacation. It's like a given. Even if you haven't had it for a while, it's almost assumed. And I know there's outliers. I'm just talking about a lot of people, whether it's my clients or my friends, like there is a large majority of people who do have sex on vacation, even if it's not something that they are totally enjoying at home or if they're even wrapping their head around. It's like when you go on vacation, you do it. And what we can learn from this, like what we can learn from vacation sex and how to bring it back into our everyday lives and why is it so juicy. So we're going to talk all about that today. So for many of you, if you're listening to this during this week, then it is spring break for you. And even if it's not spring break, like it's starting, the weather's starting to get nicer. This is when we tend to begin to book vacations and rendezvous. And I just got back from a vacation with my hubby. And so I really wanted to chat about this. As you know, I don't like to go into like total personal stuff. That's a boundary that my husband and I agreed on. But there's a lot of just more vague things that I think that I can you know, bring from my own experience in my own life, also with my clients' life and my friends that I talk to, to help the masses out there. And I think that is so important. First, a dirty little secret. I had never been to New York City before. This was my first time. And 
I don't know why that feels like such a dirty little secret because I've traveled a lot. Like I've seen a lot of the world, but never like the Big Apple, never this really big city. And now I can say I've done it. So I'm really excited that I got to go and do that. My husband was over there for work and then I met him on the tail end of our trip so we can have a little romantic getaway without the kiddos. Now, for those of you who have kids, I can't recommend this enough. Like getting away, getting away from it all, but also getting away from your children. And I know that that might not seem like a realistic thing for you right now, whether it's financially or logistically, but just carving out that time and seeing that it is just important, right? Like I see parents that go on vacation with their children or which is wonderful. Like I love doing that as well, but also seeing that this is a time for you to really connect, especially if you've been with your partner for a long time and there's kids in the picture to try and figure out a way for you just to have that experience with your person to like get away from the kiddos and give yourself time to reconnect and fall in love with like the person that you originally fell in love with that inspired you to want to create a family with them. And again, I know that in your mind, you might be like, yeah, but that's not possible. I don't have family. I don't have people to take care of. I also like to say where there's a will, there's a way. We find money for all sorts of things that are important to us. If you create that this is important to you, you will be able to you know, create some time to create some care. There's a lot of people that we can connect with, even just in our immediate community around, um, even if you don't have family close, right? That your kids, like your friend, how do you, how am I saying this? Your kiddos, friends, parents, you know, there might be an exchange there, something like that. And it doesn't have to, you don't even have to go away. Just have a staycation, just have your kids gone for one night or something like that. But But see what you can do. Like if you could make it possible, what would you do for yourself to get away? Okay, I totally went on a tangent there. Anyway, back to vacation. Now, even if you don't have kids, I also think that this is important just to like get away from like everyday life and connect with your person. And again, like I said at the beginning of this podcast, I think sex and vacation kind of go hand in hand for many. Um, Again, I don't want to say all, but for many, it's like we give ourselves permission to put our list of to-dos or what we normally would consider to be priorities over sex on the side. And it makes sense, right? When we're on vacation, we're usually vacationing away from our laundry list of things, whether it's work-related things or house-related things. And even like, you know, things that we do to take care of ourselves, our routine sort of things. And all of a sudden it's like sex is on our list again. It's like we can have sex, we can enjoy food, we can see the sights, we can be in the moment, we can connect with our partner, we have this chance to shine. And when I have talked with my clients and also a lot of my girlfriends, they have the best sex when they're on vacation. And this really got me thinking on the plane ride home, like why? Like what is it really about vacation sex that makes it like Mm, so damn good, right? Whether you're camping and it's like the tents are rocking, don't bother knocking folks, or even in your hotel room and we're just grabbing for that do not disturb sign, right? Like what is it about getting away that allows us to connect and feel like we deserve pleasure, like putting pleasure on our list again? 
So I actually put a little worksheet for you in the show notes. And if you're ever curious about like where the show notes live, I'm working on trying to put more of like what each episode or key points on this. I'm not there yet, guys. I am a solo entrepreneur and there's a lot of things <laughs> that I have on my list of stuff to do, um, as well as just managing the clients I have. But eventually I'd like to get like full notes for each episode so you can really understand and take these like key concepts away and begin applying them to your life right away. But regardless, you can go to my website, daniellesavory.com, and you can go to the podcast tab. And under there, it's like a blog style. You can see each episode, what it's about. You can click on it, download it there. But I also have extra notes. And on this one, which is episode 11 under Do Not Disturb, you will be able to find a little worksheet. And this is going to help you specifically take a look, whether it's a vacation or some escape or something that you've had where you've had this amazing sex and break it down. Like what is going on on my vacation that allows me to connect with a part, my partner? And also I want to say, even though this is a partner kind of driven podcast, this particular episode, you can also use this as a lens of like connecting with yourself. Cause I've definitely gone. I used to do solo vacations and I still do solo time away and self-pleasure was always part of it. So what is it about it that allows you to give yourself permission or to prioritize your pleasure or to have sex in general or to have mind-blowing sex, any of it? It really allows this worksheet just allows you to start dissecting it a little bit more so that you can uncover what's happening while you're having vacation sex and hopefully bring that more back into your everyday life. That's the whole point of me doing this particular episode is I love to approach all of this stuff with like my very scientific driven mind. Like what's happening here? What's going on? What can we learn about it? And how can we apply this, what we're learning and what we're uncovering so that we can create more pleasure in our everyday life so that we can become more fulfilled and satisfied on the day-to-day. So go ahead and check that out. But during this episode, I wanted to just break down for you some of what I see as the common things that come up during vacation that help you get some and, of course, just make you coming back for more, pun obviously intended. So let's start with number one. So on vacation sex, we are less stressed and more relaxed, like duh, right? So this is kind of like a given. And just to be clear, so many of us actually think that just because we're on vacation that we should be relaxed, which isn't always the case. And I could really dive deep into the science of why this happens. But briefly, I just want you to remind you of like what I talked about in I think it was episode number three about stress and sex, even if we remove the triggers, right? So we remove our work schedule, we remove the house to do list, we remove all of the things that we have going on in our mind with like running a business and that sort of thing. Even if we remove all these stressors doesn't mean that we've actually ridden our body of sex or sex, obviously I have sex on the mind. We haven't really ridden our body of the stress, right? We've removed the triggers. We've removed those things, the stress ors, O-R-S, but we haven't removed the stress. But the beautiful thing about vacation is, is that you're aware of this and 
It doesn't take us that long to get out of the stress cycle if we give ourselves a chance to do it. You can move your body, you can take a bath, you can, you know, take a nap, you can begin to relax. But for most people, they'll notice that it takes them a day or two to kind of get into vacation mode. And this is really what's happening. They're allowing that sympathetic nervous system to settle down a little bit. And they're stepping more into that parasympathetic nervous system that rest and digest. And eventually you will find like this nice balance between the two and you can kind of fall into the groove. And this is what happens when we're on vacation for many of us. And for women in particular, I I love um, the idea of like the invisible weight that we carry, like all the things that are going on in our heads, like running our business and making money and raising a family and the dentists and the doctor's appointments and the groceries and what, what do we have milk? Do we not have milk? Like all of the things, right? And many of those get put on hold for a moment. Now, not all of it, right? <laughs> now, I want to be honest here. When I showed up into New York this last week, this was not the case for me. I showed up like, yeah, like, hey, babe, this is so awesome. But like, what was going on in my head was a lot of fucking stressors. And I could feel it. Like, were the kids going to be okay? They always get sick when I'm gone. Like, did I remember like everything on the list? Like, are they going to miss me? Did I email that client? Did I like, did I finish recording that podcast? Did I do that? You know, like there was all of the things, right? All of the things were just like running amok in my mind. And I was also like, because I was in this reactive brain state, I was also triggered by something on social media, which was like, totally irrelevant and totally lame. And it was really bothering me. But I noticed I landed in the city ready for a vacation with all this amazing stuff. But I was bringing with me in my mind and in my body all of the other shit that was beginning to stress me out. So the minute I landed, I really just noticed. I was like, Ugh, I don't want to be here. I don't not here in the city, but I don't want to be in this reactive brain state. I don't want to be stressed about these things. I don't want to be like all tense in my body. And I could see all of these things detracting me. So I really just took a step. I took a deep breath and I was like, stepped into that observer role, stepped into that place where I could clearly see the things, the thoughts that were stressing me. And so I wanted to like share this experience with you because I think it's important that we see that even with the best intentions to like just because we've shown up on vacation doesn't mean that we're like in (laughs) vacation mode necessarily. So the first thing that I did was I called one of my besties who is also an amazing coach and she's actually going to be on the podcast. She's a heartbreak coach, Claire Burton. Anyway, side note. And I called her and I just like like verbally vomited all the things that had gotten me so worked up. And it's so important for us to get this shit out of our head. Whether you verbalize it, like I tend to like to verbalize it. This is why I will always have my own coach or friends that can hold space for me. But I also write it down because I can't just call somebody in the moment every single time. So getting it out of your head allows you not to be in the story anymore, not to be living it. You know what I mean? And you give your prefrontal cortex, that rational part of your brain, a moment to be like, oh, I can see it now because you've become the observer. You're not living the story. You're choosing to see it from a different light. And then after just seeing all of the stuff, I could just 
I decided. I just decided that this shit was getting left behind. That from the moment I got to the hotel, that all of the work stuff that I was spinning with, all of the kids stuff that I was worried about, all of the household things that were like lingering with me that I knew were going to come up, I just noticed and I just let them move away. And I knew too, because I've been doing this work for so long, just because I decided doesn't mean that it's not going to come up again, right? Like these thoughts will come up, the stressors, the worries, the the questioning, like, is everybody okay? Did I forget something? You know, that's going to come up, but you can just watch it float by, right? It's like looking out into the blue sky and seeing a cloud floating by and just knowing that you can just keep watching that cloud floating by. You don't have to like jump on that cloud. And so I could just see this so clearly in my mind that these stressors were going to be part of it, right? Like that these, these thoughts were going to come into my mental space, but I didn't have to think about them. So you can decide to be on vacation. You can decide to leave stressors behind. It really is that easy. Like, of course, it takes practice, but it starts with a decision. So anyway, verbally vomited. I wrote some of the thoughts down. Then I decided to leave them behind. And I decided what I would do when they came back into my mental space was just to let them float on by like, ah, there's another thought about home. Okay. How interesting. Back here, back to the present moment. And then I went on a walk with no distractions, i.e. no earbuds, no phone. Well, I had my phone because just for emergencies and I had no idea where I was going. So I had that in my back pocket, but I wasn't looking at it. And I just walked and I let whatever residual stress that was kind of lingering in my body just dissipate as I kept walking with each, you know, step on the pavement. I noticed myself just falling in step again with me. And then I began to invite pleasure in. So it was really shitty out, like really (laughs) horrible weather actually. And like the wind was whipping me and the rain and it was cold and I had no idea where I was going, but I still chose to like connect with my body. Like after I started like feeling that stress, like walk, like as I walked it out of my body, I began to notice like just the sensations, like Yeah, it was really cold, but there was something that was so delicious about like this like mist that was hitting my face. And I let myself notice like the sounds of the city that was so loud and it was so foreign and hearing like voices of people, like that many people, which I'm not used to hearing or the honking of horns or the sirens. And I decided like, how pleasurable it all was, how electrifying I allowed it to be. So then I just, I let that shit go and then I let it in. I really began to let it in. And this is something that we do on vacation and you can do when you're trying to get into that vacation mode. So number one thing about recognizing what's happening on vacation is the fact that you are generally more relaxed. And if you're not, I hope that me sharing this gives you some ways that you can become more relaxed. Okay, number two, the environment. So I think that it's so cool when you go on vacation because the environment, like our external environment changes. But usually there's something about this place that might feel like 
exciting or more put together than your normal place. What I've noticed is I really like the fact that when I go on vacation, it's just this sense of like declutter. Like I'm not seeing all of my shit everywhere. Like this <laughs> something like there's the the sheets are usually nicer. There's a bunch of stuff that isn't stressing me out. There's not reminders of um, my normal life, right? So there's this book called Come As You Are. And I think I've brought it up multiple times on here. And in this book, and also just in the first episode of this podcast, I talk about this dualistic control like mechanism of the brain and how we have turn-ons and how we have turn-offs. I like to think of it as like a hot and cold water faucet, right? And we get to that place where it's just that perfect temperature to let pleasure in. And in this book, Emily explains it as like a gas pedal, like we have the turn-ons and the turn-offs. And so really paying attention to what it is on your vacation that is allowing like that turn-on to happen, but also what is allowing the turn offs to not happen. So for me, if I'm seeing like a big pile of laundry in the corner of the room, I'm kind of like that immediately turns me off in a lot of ways if I'm trying to, you know, get down and dirty. But at a on vacation or in a hotel room, it's just, there's not clutter. And if it is, it's just like my suitcase. It's not like all of the things that I'm thinking like, oh, that fire alarm is still hanging out at the ceiling. Like we should really put new batteries in it and put it back in. Like it's not (laughs) that kind of a thing. The other thing that you can be curious about and pay attention to on your vacation is not just like your room or the place that you're staying, but other things about the vacation that allow you to feel connected to your body or to feel sexy or to feel beautiful. So if you've gone to like a nice warm tropical place, perhaps it is the warmth, right? So paying attention to like, I really like to be warm and knowing that you can create warmth in your home, right? Like, do you like to be warm? Is it because you use more lotion when you're out in the sun and you like that like softness and that smoothness on your skin? Like really paying attention to like, what about the environment is really lighting you up and what part of these kind of things can we can recreate at home? So for me, just noticing like, and I I noticed this quite a long time ago, but like, I love like clean sheets and a well-made bed. Like that immediately makes me want to just like jump into bed, take off my clothes, roll around by myself. Like I'm not even talking about sex. It's just like, it is a turn on to me to be able to feel my soft skin on nice, clean sheets. And this was not that hard of a thing to do at home. (laughs) I can make my bed every day. I can regularly make sure that my sheets are nice and clean and changed and tuck the corners in a little bit tighter. So just noticing like, what are some of the things that you really love about being on vacation and how can you maybe create some of that in your environment at home? And this also leads me to my next point is just this the newness, right, of what's going on and paying attention to like, and that's the the third thing I'd like to bring up that happens with vacation is curiosity. Like when we're in a new place, even if you visited a few times, 
we tend to approach it with our brain with an element of curiosity. It is not like we are immediately in this default mode. We know what's going to happen next. Like there is a bit of like, huh, what's here? Like, I wonder what's going to happen tonight or what we're going to be doing or, you know, what the weather is going to be doing if it's in a place that you're not normally used to, right? So it's this element of not just falling in line with the pattern of our day today, but being able to, you know, see things with curiosity. And when we approach anything with curiosity, we are giving our brains and our bodies and our our minds this chance to drop into the present moment. And this doesn't normally happen at home because at home we know that dinner and this and that, like it's like, like just, you know, step to step to step. But on vacation, we're curious. We're naturally curious. We're naturally like, huh, because we don't really, quote unquote, know what's going to happen next. Now, the beautiful thing about curiosity, and I talked about this in making a longtime lover new again, is that you can create curiosity. You can bring, as we call in like our meditation circles, the beginner's mind to any situation. Like what's here? Like we assume we know. And when we assume we know, we create the same thing again, where if we give ourselves a chance to have curiosity, whether it's approaching our environment or approaching our partner or approaching our pleasure, like, hmm, what's happening next? Like with this curiosity, then you're naturally going to give your brain permission to jump out of these normal neural networks, like out of the normal pathways of your like default mode setting an automatic pilot and pay attention to what is actually happening in that moment if with everything that's given to you in that moment and this is a beautiful thing that happens on vacations and also something that you can bring home okay so number 4 permission to be somebody else so whether or not this happens to an extreme or not for you i think that what makes vacation sex like so juicy is that when we're away and we're not in our everyday lives we give ourselves permission to be somebody else and maybe when you go on per- like vacation you give yourself permission to be a little bit like naughtier than when you're at home or maybe you let yourself like go a little bit or like the regular inhibitions that keep you quote unquote in line at home and like in routine all of a sudden aren't there. Like perhaps you get a little louder when you're touched down there. Perhaps you dress a little sexier or you let like something special and you let it linger and you give yourself this permission to be whomever you want to be. And oftentimes on romantic rendezvous, this is exactly what happens. I have a client who every time her and her husband go on vacation, it's like, they pack like different toys and she packs sexy outfits and they fantasize like they've never actually like played out their fantasies, but they fantasize like what it would be like if they, you know, went down and met somebody else or what it would be like, you know, and they just get them themselves in this moment of almost play acting these different roles. And whether or not that's your thing or your role playing or anything like that, there's definitely an element that you aren't who you are at home when you're on vacation. I mean, 
let's just take the Hawaiian shirts, for instance. Like, would you wear Hawaiian shirts at home? No, but you would wear them in Hawaii, right? Or even like particular hats. Like there's so many little things that we do when we're in a new place or on vacation that we wouldn't do when we're at home. And I think this is so fun to pay attention to. Like we give ourselves permission to be a bit more wild and a bit more free. But why does it only have to be on vacation? Could you perhaps bring a little bit of that like wildness or a little bit of that freedom? Like at the end of the day, really, who cares if your neighbor hears you at home or your neighbor hears you at, you know, in the hotel room? Like, is it because you're afraid of what they're going to think about you? Perhaps. But we can also give permission to anybody to think whatever they want of us. And so I'm not saying that you have to like do all the things you do on vacation when you're at home, but this is just another area for you to get really curious. Like, why am I giving myself permission to be a particular way, whether it's a little bit wilder, a little bit sexy, or a little bit more free when I'm away and not when I'm here? And how could I bring even just a sliver of that back home for me? And how might that change? How might that change for me? How might that change for my partnership? And what is just one simple thing that I can do there? Okay. And then number five, connection. So when you are on vacation with a partner, you're forced to hang out with them like all day, (laughs) most of the time, like all day, every day. Now you might be rolling your eyes and being like, wait, this says, I thought this was supposed to be like the positive things of vacation. Yes. Yes. I hope that it is the positive things. Right. But we, we have like other routines. Like we go, perhaps you are a worker outer and you work out when you're at home or you have a job or, you know, your kids take you away or you have like a man cave or a, you know, woman's cave or, you know, there's places to like escape from our partners that we will tend to like retreat to often, not just like our demands of everyday life, but like other stuff, right? And when you're on vacation, we don't have these outlets. Like we have dinner with one another and we look at each other in the eye. And if you don't, please start doing that. Okay. Put your phones down, let dinner be with your person. But regardless, like there's, there's these moments where we get to pause and we get to be with our person and we get to discover new things and new foods and new experiences with our person. And that allows us to like create a different level of intimacy that you might not get at home. And we think that it's only available to us when we're on vacation, but pay attention to what's going on when you are away from your normal things. And how could you bring a little bit more of that chance to deepen your connection with your person, even at home? Like intimacy is so much more than having sex obviously. But part of the reason that we tend to have more sex is because that other layer of connection and intimacy oftentimes gets established, especially if you have kiddos at home, right? I hear this all the time from my, the women that I work with that have children 
is it's like they get to fall in love. Like they get to remember like, oh yeah, I remember why I married you. And I don't mean like that in a bad way, but like in the most delicious way, because you're realizing that when all this stuff is put away, there's more pauses and more of a chance of noticing like that ah, that you have with them and that inspiring and that like pure enjoyment that you have watching them trying a new food or giggling as they're trying a totally out of their comfort zone experience or like that deep sigh of relief that you notice they have as they just like take a load off and finally get to like throw themselves on the bed, right? Like you're giving yourself permission to notice these little teeny moments and these nuances and these idiosyncrasies that perhaps you haven't noticed in a really long time or since you first started falling in love. And we can do this all the time. We can remember why we fell in love with someone. We can wake up to the joy and the fulfillment we have when we're with our person all the time. It's a choice whether or not we're getting irritated by them or if we're getting lit up by them. So notice how you connect with your person differently when you're on vacation and ask yourself, like, what's going on here and how might I be able to recreate this a little bit at home? And then last but not least, the the thing that I want to talk about with vacation and vacation sex is desire. So I've talked about this multiple times so far on this podcast, right? But desire happens in the mind. That's where it starts. And when we plan on connecting with our person, especially on vacation, we start like thinking about it. We like sex is literally on the mind. It's like, oh, let me pack a little bit of this sexy lingerie or, you know, I can't wait to see what the room is like, or I can't wait to like, see my person for the first time, or maybe we'll go out to dinner and then we're going to come back. Like in your mind, you're like already thinking ahead and kind of planning or anticipating how you might connect romantically and sexually with your person. And by doing that, by bringing that to the forefront of your mind, you're creating explicitly erotic thoughts and images and things that allow you to connect with your body in a sensual and sexual way. Where when we're at home, normally the things that we're thinking of are all the stuff that we have to be doing, right? Not the things that we get to do. And so on vacation, we we think about sex more. We think about connecting with our person. We think about being sex- sexy and sexual and romantic. But we can think about that even when we're at home. And you might be being like, no, but I have all of these things. Yeah, sure. We all have all of the things. But you have like 60,000 to 120,000 thoughts a day. Pretty sure that most of those aren't serving you. And if you're intentional, you can choose to have some of those thoughts that you're focusing on being about connecting with your person or being about romance or being about sex. It's okay to not like literally go through your to-do list like 1,025 times a day. Write that shit down and then know it's there and don't think about it again until you're doing the task. You can think about connecting sexually with your person. You can think about being in love with yourself. You can think about creating time for pleasure. And by doing this, you're going to up-level your desire in your body that will help increase your libido. So those are my top six things to make 
vacation sex, not just good, but some of the things I noticed that happen on vacation sex and how you might be able to start bringing these home. So number one, just as a reminder, was we're more relaxed. We have the mindset of letting stuff go and being more connected and being in the moment and letting the stuff that was stressing us out stay behind. Number two, we are in a different environment. Number three, we naturally are going in with a brain state that's more curious. And that curiosity can lead to us becoming more in the moment on the regular. Number four, we have um, permission to be somebody else. Vacation you might be a little bit different than everyday you. So pay attention to what um, parts those are. Um, Number five, we have more connection. It's like almost forced connection. Like you're not going to just hop on a plane and leave your person. Well, maybe you will, but for the most part, right? We're, we're in it with them for the long haul until the end of vacation and our normal escape routines or alone time or different rooms aren't an option. And number six, desire. Desire needs to have a place to be able to develop and cultivate in your mind. And on vacation, we often give ourselves permission to go there and to not only plan that we will be having sex, but to think about what that might be like, to let our mind just, you know, start to drift into the delicious a little bit more than we would when we're at home. So all of these things that I listed that happen on vacation, when we pay attention to them, when we wake up to them, when we let them, you know, really be curious, like what is happening on vacation that allows things to be different, then what you can do is you can bring a little bit of this back home with you. I'm not saying that your home is going to be exactly like everything that happened on vacation. That's what makes vacation so special. But notice what it is that allows you to do that. And you can bring some of that back home. You can bring it enough that it just ticks your sex life or your intimate life up just a few notches, right? We just need a few notches to be able to access it a little bit more. Now, notice what I talked about mostly here was these kind of things that are happening on the outside. But like, remember at the end of the day, I mean, number one, I'm a mindset coach. So I really like paying attention to what's going on in the mind. And even though we might be shifting or things are happening on the outside, and it's easy for you to say, well, it's because the environment is different and I can't create that at home. No, I'm sorry. That's actually untrue because it's not the feelings that you have and the ability that you have to connect all start in the mind because of the thoughts that you are having. So it's not just that we have to recreate this stuff on the outside, but when we take it even deeper, what we do is we notice what reaction we are having or what thoughts we're having about the environment, or what thoughts we're having about pleasure, or what thoughts we're having about our to-do list, which allows us to feel a certain way. And that feeling then results in a more sexy and sensual behavior. So when we just blame it on, yeah, because it's just all this stuff is happening on the outside, then that's that's the wrong way to think about it. We can definitely bring some of that more in, but it's because of the way that we're thinking about our life. If you're thinking on sex that I have time to connect, I have time for pleasure, I have I like I deserve to relax. And you're thinking that on vacation, guess what? Guess what's happening? Those are just 
thoughts. That is a mental activity. That thought that I have time to connect or I have time for pleasure or I deserve to relax can be thought in your everyday life. You don't have to wait for you to go on this rendezvous for you to be able to create the vacation mindset that allows you to give yourself permission and time to do these things. You do have time to connect in your everyday life. If you think that thought, if you believe that to be true, it is true. So I know that maybe that is, you know, taking that a little, a a little step deeper. And this is, this is the kind of work that I do with my clients, right? So it is taking it not just like creating like new behaviors or things on the outside that will allow us to connect with ourselves, but it's really digging deep into the mind. And our mind, even if you're hearing this podcast, you might be protesting right away and being like, yeah, that sounds great. But, and just notice that's what your brain is doing right now. It doesn't want to adopt a new belief system or a new thought or a new idea. And it takes time for us to investigate these things that we're thinking on the regular and being able to then create new neural pathways, like creating the new thought in every single day, vacation or not, that you have time to connect with your person, that you do have time for pleasure. That is simply a thought. And you can have that thought each and every day if you choose it. Okay. That's all I have to say for today's episode. Thank you again for joining me on It's My Pleasure podcast, and it has been my absolute pleasure to share this episode with you, and I hope that it helped you find your pleasure as well, whether or not you are on vacation. If you have any questions you would like to ask me and have me address on this podcast or love what I'm sharing and you want to know how to take it further and really begin to dive into your own mind and untangle all of the thoughts and belief systems that you have so that you can create a more pleasurable and fulfilling life, please go to my website, daniellesavory.com. And remember, that's also when you go to the podcast tab where you will find the worksheet that's going to allow you to dig a little bit deeper into what happens with you on vacation sex and how you might be able to bring that more into your everyday life. And before we end today, I also wanted to remind you that if you're enjoying this podcast, please consider writing a review. When you write a review, it gives so many other women who might be like scrolling past and deciding whether or not to listen permission and that invitation that they might need to be able to to dive a little bit deeper into this topic that might make them a little bit nervous. I'm still doing that drawing. And if your written review on Apple iTunes gets chosen, I'm going to be giving a $250 voucher towards your favorite spa or your hotel so that you can also get a little bit of that um, vacation, sort of getting away from your regular lifetime and space to explore your pleasure. And again, you don't have to use your real name. If that makes you a little bit uncomfortable, I will be announcing it on the podcast and you can just say, Hey, I was, you know, green plant 25. I just made that up, but whatever you were, right. And then one more thing I wanted to thank Jess who recently wrote this lovely review Danielle just gets it. The most refreshing talk in a long time. Positive, not frilly, and real. Love this new addition to my library. 
Thank you, Jess. And thank you, everybody, for listening. I look forward to connecting with you next time. Again, it's been my pleasure.